You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm excited to bring a word this morning. I'm, I'm, all, I'm always honored to get to be here and, and, and to speak. In, in, and one thing about it, uh, I've always spoke on this subject, and I've touched on it, but, but there, I'm, I'm excited to bring this because it's something that I, I've, I, it changed my life. When I got the revelation of this passage in my late 20s, uh, it changed my life and it continues to do so. And so I'm excited to bring that because if you can get this and you can get this revelation, I believe it will change your life. And I'll never stand up here and deliver a message that I haven't lived. Does that make sense? I can't bring something that I know nothing about. And so I, I feel like this is a part of my life and I've lived it and I'm very excited to bring it to you this morning. And... uh God has shown me this in my life, and I got a revelation. And uh, we can stand up here and deliver the best messages you've ever heard. But until it becomes revelation, and you take action and apply it, then it means nothing but me blowing hot air for 35 minutes. And so you, we, we, we deliver these words Sunday after Sunday, and if you're, not, if you're not taking this in and taking it home and writing it down and chewing on it, I'm just wasting your time. You know, and so it, it has to be something, and, and that's what it was. God showed me that it was work and it was toil, and I had to bring it. And when Davey would preach and I would go spend time in South Dakota with Dave, I would, I would hear the word and do the word, but the only way I could hear it was to write it down and get it, and I would study it and I would chew on it, and it would become who I was, and it, would, it, would, it, was, it was weaning out the bad in my life. And so we're going to get in, in story, but in order to... For the fruit of this word to come in fulfillment, you have to get your own revelation. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And, and, and Jesus says, you are the son of, son of God. And, and he goes on and he says, he tells Peter, on that revelation, I'll build my church. And so every time you get a revelation of God's word in your life, you're building your church. And you are the church. This building is not the church. I say this over and over again. This is a nice building. And it costs a lot of money, and it costs a lot of. It takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of volunteer. But this is not the church. You are the church. And every time you get a revelation of God in your life, it's another brick in your church, you know. And so, so when you get these revelations, you get another brick, and you apply it, and you get it wrote down, and you put it to work in your life. It says, "Be hearers of the word and doers." And so, uh, Jesus says, "You'll be known by your fruit." And Jesus was always talking about fruit. And uh, we're going to go into Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 7. But uh, Jesus comes on the scene in Matthew 5. And for 82 verses, he's teaching about the, all the things in life. If you, if you go in and you start where he, he really comes on the, on the scene there. And he is preaching. And he starts in chapter 5. And he, for 82 verses, he is telling you all the things. If you want to know what your life should look like in Christ... Go read, study these verses, and break them down in your life because He blueprints what we should be doing as Christians. How to pray, how to fast, how to be married, how to all the things. He's just laying it out there. And the scribes and the Pharisees, they are having a fit. You know what I'm saying? And so, but He goes into Matthew chapter 7. And uh, verse 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go, by, go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. 
and there are few who find it. The title of my message this morning is I Changed My Mind. And uh, I talk about my late 20s because they were a blur. And uh, I got some friends in here that understand what that was. But uh, until I got a revelation of this, you, you have a choice to make every day and even in your life. And if you're at that crossroads in your life, or I know we got a lot of kids, gradu- young men and young women graduating. But if you can get this revelation in your life, if you can stay on the narrow way, your life in Christ. Jesus says, I come that you would have life and ha- life abundantly. And this is the narrow way that he's talking about. Entering the narrow gate is not easy. Jesus made this clear when he instructed his followers to strive to do so. The Greek word translated strive, which, uh, which we get from the English word agonize. Entering the narrow gate is difficult because of the opposition of human pride, our natural love of sin, and the opposition of Satan and the world in his control, all of which battle against us in the pursuit of eternity. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, But I beseech you, brethren, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the, the perfect will of God. And you, you say, you know, how do I do this? And I, was, and I remember being there and God, God giving me this revelation in my life. And I'm like, okay, that's great. How do I do this? You know, I, I know I want to live on the narrow path. The, the, the narrow is the way that leads to life. How do I live there? And I got to go to work. I got to get up tomorrow. I got to do all the things. I got bills to pay. And, you know, everybody knows the song. You just finish the verse in your head. But... Uh, but you have to change your thinking. If you can change your thinking, you can change your character. You can change your mindset, and you can change your perspective. And your perspective is a particular attitude or way of regarding something. It's a point of view. And I, and I want to encourage you this morning, you need to change your perspective of how you see and view God in your life. And, and we'll get into some of that, but... Is he your lucky rabbit foot? Uh, there was a Western uh, that come out, and uh, this, these guys, they robbed a stagecoach, and the, the guys are talking, and he says, uh, you got the people, they're laying dead, and the, the stagecoach is wrecked. And uh, this guy's got this r- lucky rabbit foot, and he says, hey, man, look at my new rabbit foot, my lucky rabbit foot. The guy says, where'd you get that lucky rabbit foot? He said, off that dead guy over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Is Jesus, your, is Jesus your lucky rabbit foot? Or do you follow him fully? And, I, and I, I'm a challenger. I want to challenge your thinking because I had to challenge my thinking. I want, I, if I'm up here, I want to challenge your thinking. I know David's the same way. We, we're not up here to tell you how to do it. We want to, we want to teach you how to think and challenge you. And everybody that stands up here, we have the same heart. We want to challenge your thinking this morning. And... Uh, are you working towards that? Are you taking his word? It's our calling to bring the word, but what you do with it is up to you. Jesus said, what did you do with what I gave you? And so on Sunday mornings, when, when, we're, when these guys are up here and these you know, ladies, 
and they're delivering the word. That's God's gift to you, and what you do with it is up to you. Do you take that home, that, that home and do you chew on it during the week? Because there's been several times that I got a mus- message here on Sunday that I needed Monday morning. And, and, it, and, and, and I want to encourage you, if you're not, you need to start doing that because it will get into your life and it will take root and it will start to change you. And uh, when you pray, what, what, well, we'll go back. What is your perspective of God? When you pray, do you believe? You know, we've prayed for guys in here. I, I've had people come to the ranch, and, I, and I'll always tell these testimonies about God. You know, we're, we're always in a hurry, and God says, I want you to pray for that person in there. And, but I'm in a hurry. But I got things to do, and I'm the poster child for that. I'm always, I'm a yes man, which is a problem for me. Oh, I'm, you call me, I say, yes, man, and then i got to go figure out how we're going to do it now. <laughs> you know, Instead of just saying no, no is okay. But uh, somewhere in my late uh, 20s, I had a decision to make, and it was stay on the wide road or take the narrow, narrow one. And uh, I have my whole life, I, I remember making this decision, and God just really, really, dropping it in my spirit but I had my I was in my late 20s and it's never too late I don't care how old you are to make this decision and it doesn't matter if you're 20 50 but I remember God telling me you know he taught me to have an eternal mindset you know like decisions we make now will matter for eternity and I was in my late 20s and he says you know you're going to have more you got your you got a whole life ahead of you and then eternity and so I started making decisions based on eternity and, uh, you know, I was going to get married, and uh, I, I didn't know how to, de- I, I knew what I, I knew what I could live with, and I knew what I couldn't live with, and I had to learn that. I, I was alone, I was alone for a period of time, and we always, you know, now these young, these young people, they just date, 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 and date, and then they're like, they don't even date God. And I want to encourage you, if you're a young person, date God. Find out what God says about you. Find out what you can live with and what you cannot live with. And uh, do you want kids? Do you not want kids? You know, I, I got two boys, and uh, sometimes I tap my foot, you know, but uh, <laughs> I love my kids. You need to come to terms uh, you need to come to terms with it. I remember when we had Cass and I was doctoring Yerlins for a guy and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I haven't slept in a week. And he goes, uh, this your first kid? And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, well, I got four and my oldest one's 18 and I haven't slept since he was born. So uh, he goes, it doesn't get any better, you know. And I, I was like, surely he's kidding. You know, <laughs> he's lying to me. He wasn't lying. He goes, you'll never get to sleep again. But you got to come to terms with that because it's more important for what my kids are going to be. It's more important for what I instill in them to me to get a rest. And that's where I learned the term rest in Jesus. You know what I mean? You want to find true rest, rest in Jesus. If you have kids, go find that passage and learn how to rest in Jesus. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we apply these kingdom principles in everything that we do. You know, we, we put on these fest we put on this bull riding for the festival. And uh, when you have kingdom principles, when you apply these kingdom principles to your life, people want to be a part of it. 
People, it's easy to follow people that have kingdom principles in their life. And uh, we apply the kingdom. And it, it's totally opposite of what the world should look like. I remember we were sitting in a meeting and this lady was like, we don't have no money. And I'm like, the money will come. And that, that's God. Like, if God tells you to do something, if he gives you a vision, you can rest assured that he will give you the provisions. And so... He said go, and it's not my job to worry about if the money will come, if this. I'll, my job is to do what God told me to do. And if God's got a vision on, on your heart or in your, in your mind, and he's telling you to do it, and it looks way bigger than what you can think of, all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament, God told people to do things they had no business doing. They didn't have the money. They didn't have the resources. But when they took that step, when they stepped out and said, okay, I'm going to go, but you got to go with me. So they step out and they go, and God says, here, here's this. And then they keep going, and God says, here. And so when you apply these deals, and, and, and the world's going to tell you that it ain't going to work, but you just keep doing what, what, what God called you to do. Proverbs, I, I, we study Proverbs daily, um, it, and it always seems to be, Right, the word that I need that day. You know, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, 31 days in a month. Get up every morning. We read Proverbs every morning. Try to by noon. You know, we get busy. We're human. You know, but it seems like it's always timely for where I'm at in this season of my life. And uh, I, don't, I don't fail. I learn. And, and, and too many times we, we don't let our kids fail. We don't let them learn. And so... We need to, it needs to be okay for your kids to fail. And, uh, you know, I'll go back to Cass. Even, even Peyton, you know, we, we used to go, Peyton, I would always take Peyton with me to work cattle. And uh, we would, we would uh, go and, then, and she'd be riding. She'd have to pick her up. You know, she was this tall. And I would set her out there. And I, I knew the horse, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't going to do nothing. But I'd put her out there and, and, and she would work with us all day long. And, and even Cass, he's the same way. But um, people were like, man, they're, they're, they're eight years old. Cass is four, or going to be four. And they're like, he's four. And, I, and I'm like, how does he do that? And I, my mindset is, I didn't know he couldn't. Who told me he couldn't do that? I don't let, I don't let people's opinion of my kid dictate whether or not I'm going to take him with me. Because I, I need him to go. I need him to be under me. I need, him to, I need to teach him. I only have 18 years with him. Then it's luggage, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, this concept is hard to grasp. You know, yeah, I'll tell a funny story, but I sent Cass out the other day, and uh, they were sorting pears, and uh, I couldn't go, but I'd sent them out with the guys. I said, they're going to go to the back, and they're back there sorting pears, and they send me a video, and his horse is like 50 yards behind them, but he's asleep, hunched over. And uh, they're just sitting there, this bear, she's just sitting there swishing her tail and their video. And he's like, they said, he's asleep. And I said, well, what time is it? It's like 10 o'clock. I said, well, that's his nap time at school, but he'll get up in a minute, you know. <laughs> if he falls off, tell him to get up, you know. Don't go pick him up. Tell him get up, you know. But uh, I don't mind that, you know. I, I, you know, Cass... It even Cannon, you know, if they fall or they fail, I'm not going to run over there and pick them up. 
I'm going to tell him. And this is, this is a concept you need to get to with God. God is not going to come pick you up every time you make a mistake. But he will reach down there and tell you to get up. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, yet he gets back up. So I'm going to tell you this morning to keep getting up. This concept is hard to grasp. I wrestle with this daily. And that's why it's important to stay in constant contact with the Lord. Because narrow is, is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. It's easy to fall off. It's work to stay. This is changing the conversation. This is work. It's striving. It's toiling. It's agonizing. What are you talking about? Who are you talking about? And what kind of person are you? If I knew nothing about you, I could listen to the first sentence out of your mouth and I can tell you everything I need to know. Matthew 12 and 34, it says, Out of the overflow of the heart, man speaks. And uh, I, always, uh, I was talking to Rick, and uh, I, I rib Rick. Rick's a good friend of mine from Devers, and uh, we work together a lot, but I always rib him. And he says, I know you got something, so, something funny to say. And I said, I do. I said, what, what did the wise man say? And he said, I don't know, but I bet you're going to tell me. I said, nothing at all. When I learn to keep my mouth shut, then I'm wise. And uh, the other day I was arguing with a guy, we, you know, we do business and uh, we, we're human. And I was sitting there uh, arguing with this guy over a bad business deal that we had. And the Lord just really dropped this in my spirit. He says, if a fool and a wise man are arguing, I mean, I'm right in the middle of this. I want the last word. I'm going to tell this guy what I think. And then I'm going to go preach on Sunday and be happy. You know what I mean? Like. I got God on my side, and the Lord said, if a fool and a wise man are standing there arguing, it's hard to tell which one the wise man is. All right. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, this has to be for somebody. I, I, really, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't preach on this if, I, if it wasn't. I, even for me, I apply this to my life regularly. Uh, but put your hand over your mouth and let your fruit do the talking. Let your life do the talking. Uh, one thing about, you know, what's hard for guys is, especially men, it's hard, to, it's hard to outlive that old reputation. It's a hard thing. You know, especially the devil, he's the, the accuser of the brethren. He's always trying to tell you about your past. And it's hard for men and women to, to get past the past. You know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, then this this was put put uh this was put in my spirit the same way I was like Lord I, I got a rough past I, I done some things that I'm not too proud of, you know I hurt a lot of people and uh, went through some times there and I'm not you know I, how am I going to stand up here and preach, knowing that where the relationships I've had and 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 the things I've done in the past, and, and be okay with that and 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 just get past that and uh. But I'm not that guy anymore. I'll work on me and God will do the rest. And I want to tell you this morning, don't let your past hold you back from what God's calling you to do. Because if you'll work on you, God will do the rest. God can navigate man's heart. It says in His Word, I can control what you think of me. I cannot control what you think of me. 
But I can be me, and God will do the rest. And so when, when, I, when I minister to people, and I'm like, man, I see faces in the crowd that, man, I've done some bad things with that person. Or, you know, like my friends, you know, like I want to minister to my friends, and I, I've done some bad things here. But God says, you do what I called you to do, and I'll navigate the man's heart. And so that's what I do. I have a quote uh, in my, my phone. It says, if you hear people from my past speaking of me, keep in mind they're speaking of someone they don't know anymore. In Proverbs 16 and 17, it says, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way, that narrow way that Jesus is talking about, preserves his soul. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other, others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my life. God knows what he created you for. And it's your job to find out what and why, and then go and be fruitful and multiply. I changed my mind. Saul changed his mind. Even Jesus changed his mind. Jesus is in the garden, and he's praying, Lord, if this cup pass from me, let it be. He knew he was going to the cross, and he's down there, and he's praying. He's sweating blood, and he says, not my will, but your will be done. I, uh, we went to the minister's conference uh, in Arkansas a few months ago, and, and uh, of all the pastors and all the teachings we sat under, and there, there was a lot of good words, but I remember coming to this place in my life, and uh, Pastor Tim Brooks says, if you're in here and you're trying to figure out what you, what you want to do, you need to find yourself a place and die to yourself. Die to your own selfish ways and find out what God wants to do in your life and let him do it. And that, that right there, I, it, was, it was either, you know, when we speak, it's either God's confirming this in your life or he's challenging you. And so I remember sitting there and, and I reflect back when I died to myself. God, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to live on the, the wide road of destruction anymore. I got to get off. I want to get on the narrow way. Teach me how to do that. Not my will, but your will be done. And I had this, this quote on my phone. Uh, it, was a, it was a line. It, was my, my, it used to be my, my screensaver, yeah. That's it. But it says, my, my scars tell a story. They're reminders of when life tried to break me but failed. And, and don't let your past and your scars try to break you. Because God says, God, the world says this, but God says this. And even, even young people coming up, you know, you need to know what God says about your life. You need to know what God has for your life. You need to change the mindset. The other one I had was, uh, my only talent is, I just won't quit. And then this morning, I want to tell you, you need to, you need to change and adjust and don't quit. Change is okay. Adjust. Do it again. I know we're in a... We're in some new seasons at home and, and think we're growing. And, I mean, it's pain. And it's like, Lord, what do I do? You need to adjust. You need to change. You need to move on. And my talent, oh, I'm sorry. I changed my mind. You need to change the mindset. 
Hang out with people that try and learn and try again. Hang out with winners that talk about making things happen. Small-minded people discuss other people. Average-minded people discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas and vision and purpose. They're go-getters. What minded persons are, person are you? You need to change your mind. And uh, this was another revelation that I got. And God was like, I, I was thinking of my past and like, God, I want to live on the narrow road. How do you, what are we going to do here? What am I going to do? What do I need to do? And, and he, he always, he would always confirm the word to me. When I would be in prayer, I'd be trying to learn and do the right thing. He would always confirm. It says in Isaiah 43, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Not shall, uh, now I shall bring it forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so if your life's in a desert this morning, just know that God can make new roads and through, new rivers through there. He says, I'll do a new thing in your life. And I, re I, see, I remember my life shifting. I, I, I made the choice. I started making the right choices in my life, shifted it to the narrow road. And then little by little, God would give me the beast of the fields. So this morning, if you would stand with me. And I want to I want to invite you if you if if it's time to make a change, change is good, change is okay, unless you're at the restaurant and the lady's waiting to get your order right there. Maybe not change your order right there, but you need to declare that over your life this morning. Take the step this morning, God. I'm ready to make a change today. Today is the day of salvation. When Jesus had encounters with people, he would cause them to shift their thinking. Narrow is the way that leads their life. What road are you on this morning? The, the centurion. He, he comes in and, and, and everybody's asking, you know, they would, Lord, if it be your will, would you do this? And, and the centurion walked in and he says, Lord, if you just, this is, this is kingdom thinking. This is not victim thinking this is like my daddy said Lord if it's your will you just or Lord if it's your will and, it, and, and we know that it's his will it, we know that it's God's will for you to be happy healthy and whole you know it says that throughout his word but he said Lord if you'll just say the word and then he goes back and he says greater faith have I not have I found in anyone we serve a God that plays offense not defense He's a go-getter, not stop the other guy from scoring. This is my perception of God, my daddy said. And so this morning, if, if, you, if you're wanting to make that change, Lord, Lord, get me on that narrow road. You make the decision, and, and you, you get that in your spirit, and you start making changes. I'll change, and, and you go a little while, and then you'll have to change again. You know what I mean? It's not a one-stop shop. It's not a one-size-fits-all. You're going to go through seasons in your life and you're going to make changes. You're going to adjust. I had one kid, now i got two kids. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit different. <laughs> and so I'm having to adjust and, and, and we're growing and, and, and things are happening. I'm not where I was a year ago in business with my kids, with my wife, with my family. We're evolving. We're changing. We're, we're making decisions. We're growing. We're, we don't have another kid on the way. I'm just saying that. Don't, don't think I have a hidden message here. So, 
Uh, but this morning, you need, to, you need to have the mindset of, Lord, give me my mountain. You need to have that offensive mindset. Lord, give me my mountain. And you need to go and take it. And, and I want to challenge you this morning. If you're, on the, if you're on that path or if you're in that crossroads in your life, you get to make the choice. I can't stand up here and make it for you. David can't stand up here and make it for you. But choose life. Choose narrow is the way. It's a hard road. It is hard. It's hard to drive in traffic. You know, you want to argue with the guy. You know, you want to, you want to get the last word. That's, that's, narrow, that's wide road thinking. You need to get on the narrow path. What does God say about this? And I want to challenge you this morning to take that step. And if you want to take that step, we're going to pray. And you can be right there. But when you do that, you take it home and you start chewing on it. And you might have to make a decision when you leave here today. But you narrow is the way. Narrow is the way. I've been places where people were going one direction. And the Lord said, narrow is the way. You know, it's easy to go hang out with your buddies. or uh, But Lord say, narrow is the way. It's easy to, because it's easy to fall off the road. It's narrow. It's easy to fall off, but it's work and it's toil. So this morning, Father God, we just come to you. And Lord, I would just ask that you, Lord, you would just reveal us, reveal to us where we need to make our changes in our life. Lord, let us, let us be a people of change, that change is okay. Lord, we can change our minds and we can change our mindsets. We can change our character. And Lord, I just pray that you would just reveal that to us, Lord, where we need to clean some things up and get on the narrow path here so we can have eternal life in you, Father God. And we thank you for that. And we praise you and honor you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.